0: What is up dudes with some balls listeners today we have a fun one we're gonna go ahead and recap the MLB trade deadline talk about some surprises players that got moved around talk about some of the teams that we were excited to see make moves some teams that we were a little disappointed in today is your ho- as your host my name is Jordan Ross alongside Jacob Booth we are missing the heart and soul of this podcast this week uh, Nick roses he is moving but uh, Mr. Booth how are you doing.
1: Fantastic. Well, my favorite time of the year just ended with the with the trade deadline, so I'm excited to, to get talking about it.
0: That's right. And uh, we got baseball. The teams are pretty much set for the rest of the season, barring injury and, uh, you know, guys being sent up or DFA'd or whatever. And then we got football tonight, actually, while we're recording is the uh, Hall of Fame game between the Jets and Browns. So exciting times for sure. But let's go ahead and dig into it. And Nick, this will be your cue to do with the little splash (laughs) noises that you make. He loves those. (laughs) All righty, Booth. Uh, So looking at the deadline, what was one of your biggest takeaways or anything that, you know, stands out that when you think of the 2023 trade deadline, what is the most notable transaction or non-transaction that you can think of?
1: So the thing, or I guess the trades that I'm talking about first, is a kind of a team that flew a bit under the radar, the Miami Marlins. Um, they made a, a few good acquisitions here. They picked up uh, Jake Berger from the White Sox and Josh Bell from the Guardians. Uh, they, they, That's a team lacking in power besides Jorge Soler, of course. But uh, they got a, a two big bats there in the middle of their lineup and also acquired a few good pieces in their bullpen. They got uh, Jorge Lopez and David Robertson as well. And these guys aren't having the best of years, but sometimes the uh, change of scenery is good. Uh, so I really like what they've done, and it shows their commitment to kind of chasing that wild card spot and making the playoffs. I think uh, seeing what the WBC was like in Miami, it was a big kind of motivation factor to get a winning team there and uh, build some more hype around that ball club.
0: Yeah, and it's been a while since the Marlins have kind of been in that position where they've been buyers. Usually they're, been a, I mean, I can even think of some of the bigger name deadlines of recent years, you know, trading away Yellich. Solaire at one point, then they trade away uh Azuna at one point. So they've had some big trade names. Hampton, go, yeah. yeah, they've had some big names go through Miami that they've just kind of gotten rid of. Um mm-hmm. obviously they got new leadership in with Jeter being gone. It was awesome to see them make moves, especially for like some of the younger guys too. Like they had some veterans in that clubhouse. You talk about a guy like Gene Segura leaving uh to go to Cleveland. That was one of the teams on the downside that I thought was I was kind of disappointed in. They didn't really like you talk about trading away a guy like Aaron Savali bringing in a veteran guy like Gene Segura. It kind of just, Savali's been one of their main arms this year. And it kind of just told mm-hmm. me uh, that they're kind of thrown in the towel for this season when they're only, you know, a series back from potentially making it to the playoffs.
1: It'd be interesting what they do in the offseason with Shane Bieber as well. Um, they're, if they're not showing that commitment to winning now, are you going to, just let him walk or what are you gonna i don't do know
0: him? yeah they had a from what i was hearing they were looking to actually move him but they couldn't be the fact that he was on the 68 dl right now and it was like kind of just oh, really? he got moved yeah put on the dl so i'm i'm sure he'll be back and at some point he may be a piece that they look to trade next year um was there any players that stood out to you that you were excited to see there see them in a new jersey
1: uh maybe not new jersey but justin berlander heading back to the astros uh that definitely uh, seemed like a good trade for both teams i i honestly i like what the mets did by uh kind of trying to get younger get some prospects and, and shift out some of those older arms they they got rid of max scherzer as well of course uh but just really excited to watch that al west race between the rangers and the astros and uh, uh looking forward to seeing jv back in his uh and his roots, Astros. Yeah, I, I don't want to say hometown, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know yeah. what you call that, but whatever you call that,
0: for sure. Well, the the West was kind of weird. You talk about another guy going out West to return to his same jersey, and the Dodgers getting Kike Hernandez back um, mm-hmm. from Boston. But if look if we dissect it and look at the AL, I mean, the three teams at the top, and the Mariners aren't far away from it. The Astros. I think you guys had spoken about the the Angels moves last week and then obviously the Rangers going to get insurzer Scherzer and uh, Montgomery. That's going to solidify their staff. I still think their biggest issue right now is their bullpen, which I know they made a couple transactions with. Um, what are your thoughts on the Mariners? They kind of had a quiet deadline. They have a they have a lot of young talent, uh, but they did ship a couple pieces away for that team. Are they giving in the rest of the season?
1: I don't, I think it's more of kind of a restructuring or retooling. Um, it wasn't, I know it looks like they sold, getting rid of their closer essentially and Paul wall, but he's 33 years old. Um, he's getting paid like $4 million, got uh, one more year of arbitration next year. Um, and they just, they needed more help in the lineup, especially with entry to Kellinick. And um, that was kind of a, a big piece that it seemed like to Poto and, and the ownership wanted to focus on was getting younger in the lineup and, uh, they got some good quality guys. Uh, Canzone uh, has, has already shown some flashes on the Mariners uh, playing in one or two games so far. Uh, he should be a good corner outfield guy. And uh, Rojas is kind of just a, a utility guy, but they always seem to love playing those uh, role players everywhere. And uh, with Colton Wong, of course, getting DFA'd, uh, it, it's good to bring some some new life into that lineup.
0: For sure. I have a theory about the Mariners, actually. I think – the lack of moves at the deadline says they think that they're kind of on the cusp. If you look at their lineup and expected like averages based on like the players in their lineups careers, so many of those guys are having down years this year. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes that's all you have to chalk it up to is like, look, we're just, we're not seeing the ball well at the plate one through nine. You know, we I mean, they've had, a. I mean, even last year, Ty France, like he's having an exceptional lead down here compared to, you know, the all-star level he was. But the fact that they weren't willing to trade up any of those key pieces to go get that bat tells me that they're going to be trying to make a splash in free agency because that's their biggest need right now is that lineup needing a big bat in there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy, you know, them really go all in for a guy like Otani.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a gut feeling now, but I can't imagine Otani going anywhere uh, besides the Angels uh they just the front office made all those moves to, to show them they want to win now and, and, and keep that core together and I know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries and, and need some more bullpen help like you mentioned earlier but um it's just a, a gut feeling but I'm I'm thinking they're gonna try their best. Of course they will try their best but
0: I'm the hard part stay. for Otani for me though staying in LA and I would agree with you is I looked at his contract history the other day and obviously he came over and got a signing bonus from japan He got like two million Mm dollars he lives in one of the most expensive states and areas in the country and he's been basically making you know until the last couple years a little over league minimum until he finally hit arbitration so Mm -hmm. the angels had the opportunity to extend him while he was like coming up obviously you had like the injury year um you see teams like the Astros, Braves, Rays do a good job of extending guys while they're in those arbitration years so that they can at least pay him more. I'm going to be curious to see if there's any hard feelings because the Angels, until this year, almost feel like they're like, it's a uh, last-ditch effort to try to keep them, you know? And it, if I was him, I'd be like, well, we could have signed something a while ago, but you yeah. kind of rode me into my free agency years, and this is the first time, you know, in my career that you've, Show me that you're looking to actually win. So that'll be one of the obviously, he'll be the biggest name of the free agency next season. Um, were you surprised at all looking at a team like the Cubs not sell? They had a good stretch right there before the deadline, where I think, and the Reds have kind of simmered down a little bit, where I think they feel like they may be in play to at least get to the playoffs with that lineup and that uh staff that they have.
1: Yeah, I guess with the division being so weak, like you mentioned, um, They they, And the bats and offense was as hot as they were Um, in July. I guess they kind of expected to to keep that rolling into August and and make that playoff push. Um, I I would have imagined they could have got a pretty sizable return for Bellinger um, just with how good he's been, uh, especially with the need from teams like the Yankees. So I am surprised that they uh, went and became buyers rather than sellers, but um, I I guess they, they started to make that playoff push.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, I get it. Like Bellinger's having an up year. It's hard to just keep shipping people away. The problem with this deadline was there's so many buyers and not a lot of sellers. So um, teams that would typically sell. And, you know, there's been a lot of parity in the league this year to where, you know, in years past and maybe outside the Braves, I guess you could say for the season. But in years past, like teams would look at the deadline and say, well, is it even worth it getting to that? wild card spot because there's this team that's so dominant you know 100 win team going to be waiting for you trying to get to the postseason whereas I think this year teams are looking saying look I don't really think either side has a team that can blow anyone out of the water Um, I think it's be good to hold on to our assets and try to you know improve where we can and make a late push to see if we can get in the wild card because if we get in the wild card anything can happen.
1: Yeah, and now that I kind of think about it, it's kind of the, the Cubs' MO to not trade anyone. Um, like last year, I expected both Contreras and Hap to be traded uh, just because of how bad the Cubs were, and they, they ended up keeping both those guys and, of course, letting Contreras walk to the to the rival Cardinals. Um, so I, I guess maybe it's a front office thing as well.
0: Right. And other than the year, a couple years back, when they had Rizzo and, like, they just had a garage sale of then, the best, best talent, like, you're right, they typically do hold on to those guys. The interesting part is, (laughs) obviously, you look and see what a guy like Concheras did. You hold on to him, and then he walks Mm -hmm. to your rival. So there's definitely some, uh, and I I don't, I'm not sure, you could correct me if you know, but I don't think Strowman is an unrestricted free agent. So I think there is the possibility of him coming back. People were kind of thinking he was going to be the guy that they sold just because he's been pitching, you know, well this year, and he only has, I think, another year left on his deal.
1: Um, yeah, he's a. It looks like he's a player option for next year, twenty one million dollars.
0: Right, and I think like when you look at the deadline, that that was what was the weirdest part of this year. Is you usually see these big market teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees just make huge splashes. Um, obviously, the Dodgers made some made some uh, ads at the deadline, but the Yankees really stayed very very quiet. Did they even have a transaction, or did they have one really? They got two relievers, uh, like Kenyon Mid- Middleton from the uh, the
1: White Sox and someone else. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they stayed pretty quiet, all things considered.
0: Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, Ken- Kenyon Middleton and Juan Corella. Um, so that just goes to show you that the Yankees weren't selling, but they might as well have been selling because usually these are, that's the team that's targeting these big guys. Um, if there was a guy who didn't get traded – that surprised you the most? Do you have one in mind?
1: Um, I guess two guys on the Mariners: Teoscar Hernandez and Ty France. Um, I just I'm wondering if the Mariners just can get the return that they wanted for those guys. They they both had okay years. Uh, Teoscar striking out a lot, but also hitting a lot of home runs. Ty France just been been down in all the categories uh, that you'd want to see your your first baseman having. So. Um, I, I just imagine they couldn't get a very good return for either of those guys, but I'm, I'm surprised they didn't move at least one of them.
0: Yeah, that was a big surprise to me. The other big surprise of not moving was Eduardo Rodriguez from the Tigers. Um, mm-hmm. He actually did get traded and then waived his no trade clause. I find it kind of odd because as a team that's doing the trading, how do you know that he has that team in his no trade clause? Because they came out and said he has a list of 10 teams that he said he will not be traded to and they still tried to execute the trade. I don't know. I don't know what was going on behind closed doors in uh, Detroit, but it almost seems like that should have been dealt with before trying to execute the trade.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to know. I, I saw a headline saying that the Dodgers wanted him to opt into his option for next year, but uh, I think with a weaker free agent class, he's hoping to be a unrestricted free agent and sign a big deal in the offseason, but um, it, yeah, it's hard to know what's happening behind those closed doors
0: for sure the so i'll go through and read a few of these transactions just to kind of keep people in the loop as of august 1st um the braves got left-handed arm brad hand from the rockies that's actually going to be a huge piece for their bullpen they have uh what's his name no i'm losing it their closers left-handed mentor um but having a like Having a supply of lefties that you can throw in the postseason is huge. Um, The Padres got Garrett Cooper and Sean Reynolds from the Marlins. That's a big move for the Marlins getting rid of, you know, uh, Cooper this season, in my opinion. Um, Then you got the Rangers acquiring Austin Hedges from the Pirates. So, do you know anything? I know you're in Dallas. You're in Dallas, but is Jonah Heim? Is he hurt right now? That can be the only thing he, I could.
1: Yeah. So he's. I I don't know when he's projected to be back, but I, I think it's near the end of the year. But when he's back, he's supposed to only be kind of more of a DH role and just hitting against uh, right-handed pitching. Um. So they they they're, they're going to be running three catchers for the foreseeable
0: future. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. One of the biggest moves I saw this deadline was the the Mets kind of just clearing house. I've heard reports saying that they're not – did you see the Scherzer thing that they told, the front office told them they're not wanting to compete uh, in 2024? They're not going to go after these upper echelon uh, free agents. I find that very hard to believe considering who they've moved and some of the mm-hmm. cap space they cleared. Well, I guess there's no cap space, but some of the cap room or – Money that they moved off of the books to lead me to say they're not going to try to at least go and throw an outrageous offer at Otani.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet. It was a joke, but it was it was saying that um, the the Mets coach was lying to Scherzer just to get him to waive his no trade clause. Um, <laughs> and it's it's hard to know what that conversation actually was, um, but I, I imagine Cohen nothing's going to stop him from from opening up that checkbook.
0: Yeah, and I. The Both the Verlander and the Scherzer trade, they agreed to like take care of a ton of money of those contracts. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre to me just to get prospects in their organization. But Nick and I have talked about it. I'm not sure if you were on the pod. They are like notoriously so bad in their farm system that, I mean, if if it's not your year and you think these guys are aging, both of them have dealt with injuries this year, it might be good to recoup some of the best prospects. I know the Astros gave up their number one prospect, their only prospect in the top 100 to get Verlander back. Not exactly sure what uh, the Rangers gave up to get Scherzer, but... um, It's uh, Acuna's little brother. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder where he's ranked. Oh, the Astros gave up, yeah, our number one and number four prospects. So kind of a haul for a 40-year-old reigning Cy Young winner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Well, cool, man. I'm not sure if there's anything else you wanted to touch on. Just wanted to get something out there for the listeners without Nick. Don't really know how to facilitate these pods without him, so Nick, uh, hopefully the move goes well for your brother, and uh, hopefully you can get this edited um, so we don't sound like idiots and listeners. Thank you, as always, for listening, and uh, Nick, we will look forward to having you next week. We're going to try to probably spice something up, predictions for the rest of the season. Football's coming back, so we got a lot of stuff on cue for you guys. Jacob Booth, Uh, that's it for me stay tuned everyone lots of big stuff coming up so take care
1: guys y'all have a great weekend